Welcome to the Seed Time Money Podcast. We are your hosts, Bob and Linda Lodick. This is a hope-filled podcast that'll help you save, earn, give, grow, and actually enjoy your money. We don't hold anything back. We share everything that we've learned on our journey. Everything from being 100% broke, to paying off our house by age 31, to finding work with purpose, to giving more than we ever dreamed possible, all while having a blast on this adventure that God has led us on. And if you want to achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact, this is the show for you. We are so glad you're here. Let's get to it. Today, we are talking about financial independence, retiring early, and whether or not this is what Christians should be chasing after. Have you heard of FIRE before? I've only heard of FIRE because of you. Okay, so that's the acronym, Financial Independence Retiring Early. It's a pretty big movement in the personal finance space if you're nerdy and um, curious. And so there's a lot of people who are just kind of obsessed with this goal, reaching financial independence and wanting to retire early. And financial independence being the point where you have enough assets generating income for you that you can live off of that rather than needing to have a job. That's pretty attractive. So is this normally long-term? They're like, I retire at 35 and then I never work again? Yeah. If you play your cards right and do it right. It's impressive. First, should we do this? Is this something we should chase after? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a few key questions we should be asking kind of to determine whether or not this is something we should be chasing after. Mm -hmm. So for any financial goal that I go after, there are three questions that I like to ask myself about this. So... Number one, I I try to ask myself honestly or get an honest response out of myself. It's like, why do I want to achieve this goal? Whatever it is, if it's paying off debt, if it's saving for retirement, if it's saving for my college or my kid's college, Mm -hmm. if it's becoming financially independent, if it's retiring early, like, why do I want that? What is the motivation? And I've known for myself, sometimes that motivation isn't what it should be. Sometimes it's, I want to get to the point where I don't need to depend on God anymore, mm-hmm. where I have enough money in the bank account that I don't need God. Right. If I'm being completely honest, and that's not what I want my response to be, but I, I do, I've found when I've asked myself questions in certain things that sometimes that's the answer. Yeah. And it's like, if that's the reason I'm chasing it, then that's a problem. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the deceitfulness of riches, right? You don't have to be wealthy and you don't have to be poor in order to be caught in the middle of this deceitfulness of riches, which yep. is basically that money is more important than God, really. That's essentially what it is. You're putting more value in the money. Yeah. I think that's a good question to ask just to keep our hearts pure. Money is just a tool, We need to see it as just a tool and that our source is really God, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing. It's like anytime we find ourselves trying to, and C.S. Lewis has a great quote kind of talking Mm. about this, but anytime we find ourselves trying to replace our need for God with something, Mm -hmm. including money, we're heading down the wrong path. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that's the first question that I like to ask. Second question is, do I want to achieve this goal to honor God? Or kind of based on the previous one, or is it because I want to reduce my dependence on him? Mm. And if it's to honor God in some way, like if if that's the intention behind it, if that's the pure like heart motivation behind it, then that's a good thing. That means you might be heading in a good path. Okay, so that C.S. Lewis quote that he was talking about, it, it says, 
All that we call human history, money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, classes, empires, slavery, is the long, terrible story of a man trying to find, sorry, of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. It is really true. I mean, yep. I feel like it it keeps happening. It keeps coming up over and over again where and I find myself doing it where I see an outfit <laughs> in the store window and I think if I could just have that, That's my life will be complete. And I get the outfit and guess what? My life isn't complete. <laughs> it's like drinking salt water, right? It is. It's well now I got to have more. Now I need shoes to go with it. Oh, and I need some new jewelry and it just, it keeps going. Yeah. And then by the time I get all the stuff that I want for it, I need something else. I'm, I'm ready to buy something else. Yeah. And so this is, I think we've talked about this before, but debt elimination can become an idol. And I've talked to many people who have kind of struggled with that, where it becomes such an idol in their life that... That when they pay it off, they're not satisfied. Yeah, Exactly. Because I think it's, I mean, it's a biblical, like, really solid mm -hmm. goal to chase after. It makes a lot of sense. But that's the amazing thing. It's like we can try to replace God with anything. Mm -hmm. And if we think, man, once I get that debt paid off, I'll be self-sufficient. I won't yeah. need to depend on God. And some of this stuff is not, like, conscious thoughts that you're thinking. Some of it's just, like, really subtle stuff so far down yeah. in your heart that only God can actually show you it's there. Well, I mean, I think... The whole thing about the enemy, the devil, is that he tries to take the things that God put in us for a purpose and for a calling and so that we can do what he has for us to do on the earth, be the hands and feet of Jesus in whatever capacity that is. And he tries to take it and ruin it and twist it so that it's no longer a blessing. And then you see yeah. this thing in your life and you think, oh, well, I've got to I've got to get that under control and I have to shut it up because it's not godly. When it actually is godly, it just needs to be submitted. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of examples about this. <laughs> there's lots of examples of this. But I mean, just even debt or I think giving was one mm. for us, whereas like God has called us to be givers. That's fine. Everybody has their own calling and their own gift. And I noticed there were times when I think we started to turn it into a little bit of an idol. And it was like something that God had called us to. And it was starting to get ruined because our hearts were looking at that instead of looking at God. Yeah. And yep. we kind of had a little, a few talks about it where it's just, is this just because we want to appear we're really good at giving? Or is this because we are actually submitted to the Lord? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're continuing to ask these questions all the time, I think, just because God puts those things in us for a reason. But for some reason, no, not for some reason, but because the enemy loves to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to steal the gift that God has given us and to kill the purpose that we have mm -hmm. and destroy others' lives because we can't keep ourselves in check, right? Yeah. That's what the fruit of yeah. the Spirit is for. Yeah, so the third question is, can I be content in him if I never achieve this goal? Mm -hmm. And that is a, that's a tough one. Can I be content if we never, I mean, we're out of yeah. debt now. We're 100% debt free, but been paying off our debt. It's like, can I be content in him if we never pay off our debt? Or whatever, we never own a house. Whatever that thing is right. for you. The, the question right there is, can I be content in him? Mm -hmm. I think it's when we are looking at everything else 
that we can't answer that question the way we should or the way we want to be able to. It's because we're saying, well, but the house isn't paid off or we're not out of debt yet or we're not even in a house. Whatever the thing may be, we're looking at that too much. And if we are just submitted to God's will and submitted to what he wants and we are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all the other stuff is kind of in the background and it doesn't really matter that much. I think about when we're cooking and we put the things that are least important, like on the back burner. Mm -hmm. We were like, let's throw the peas on the back. We'll put them on low. They're frozen. We'll leave them there for a while. We don't need to they're low maintenance, right? Yeah, like yeah. they don't need much attention. But the things that are in front of us are the ones that we need to be attending to. And I think it's the same thing with God. Like he needs to be the one on the front burner. He needs the one that we're be the one that we're paying the most attention to. And those other things, maybe they're still there and they might need a little bit of attention, but they should not be getting the same amount of attention yeah. as the potatoes that are about to boil over mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk about this back to fire and mm-hmm. I'll talk about me personally with it. Like I'm a money nerd and I'm really interested in this idea of financial independence and having in our investments generate enough income for us to live off of. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds really enticing sounds and exciting good to me. It <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. To be able to free us up more time to be able to focus on what God's called us to do. I love that. But God has called us like we do know Like, I'm not sure about that, but I am sure that he's called us to give our age as a percentage of our income. Mm -hmm. And so, like, right now, that means 40% of our income. And what that means is that we just have a lot less financial energy to put this goal of early retirement. Right. You know what I mean? If we weren't giving that much, we'd be able to do that. But I know for us personally, we are supposed to give more. Mm -hmm. So that is our number one priority. That is the highest and best use of our financial energy. And for someone else, it might be different. Like it might be that God is leading you to this path of financial independence so that whatever, you can go be in the mission field for the next 20 years or whatever the thing may be. But yeah. Take care of your grandkids and help raise them. Or there's a million different scenarios. It doesn't have to be. I think sometimes we think that the thing that the Lord has for us to do has to be this really big, oh, be on the mission field, which I think is a good example because it's easy to understand and relate to. But I think that there are a whole lot of other things that God has us to do right in our own backyard or even just in our home that needs to be done. Right now, honestly, our kids are downstairs. We have a sweet woman from our church who comes once a week and takes care of our kids so we can work. And she does not charge us. This is her ministry to us. What a beautiful thing that is. And we are, yeah, so grateful to her. But it's like, what a great thing that she's able to do that, right? Yeah. And I think there's a whole lot of stuff like that. that, um, Yeah, yeah, and I would love to see more of the body of Christ in a position to be able to do that and not have to be a slave to a nine-to-five and to all the credit card companies and all this mm-hmm. debt that we've all accumulated, like that is so enticing to me. Like, yeah. how do we get more of the church to break out of that and to break or to break into a really strong financial footing mm-hmm. to be more freed up to do what God has called them and lead, right. led them to do? Yeah, and I think this is the problem with what the personal finance space has done to this fire thing is because it's made it very selfish. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we're even asking this question is I don't think that this is wrong or right. I think it depends on what God has for you to do. Exactly. 
this is not right for us right now. Our main goal is the age as a percentage, like giving our age as a percentage. Yeah, I mean, but that said, this is still a secondary goal that I would like to reach. It's just not our number one priority. Mm -hmm. And so it's not going to cut into our giving because this is a thing we know we're supposed to do. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would love to be able to reach that at some point. And we're doing things in terms of our investments, in terms of our income and continuing to use the extra that we have outside of the giving to Mm -hmm. move in that direction. But like I said, we're moving a good bit slower because of our giving percentage at this point. And that's okay. Another thing that's worth mentioning here is that I have a good number of friends who have sold businesses for significant amounts of money, sums that allowed them to instantly retire early. And I would say that if I looked at most of their lives and had an honest conversation with most of them, not all, but most of them, I think most of them would say financial independence and retiring early is not as satisfying as you might think. It's interesting. Which is, I think, a big shock and surprise to some people. But I've seen this pattern play a lot out with a lot of different people. So it, immediately it happens. It's great. And then you go buy a sports car and then you go maybe buy a bigger house and you do all these <laughs> things. And it's, oh, this is really fun. I go on vacation for three weeks. You do all this stuff and it's fun for a month or two or something mm-hmm. like that. But a couple years in, it's many of them seem to be wandering and trying to figure out what's my purpose now. And I think that's something to consider. What's interesting is I think about Elon Musk, because didn't he get a big chunk of change? What did he? PayPal. Okay. So PayPal, he was what? The founder or I think creator? he walked away. I want to say he walked away with 10 or 12 million from okay. that sale. Not bad. He probably could have done a lot with that. But instead, he was like, what am I going to do if I just sit here with a bunch of Yeah, I of could money? be way off on those <laughs> numbers, but he walked away with a significant amount but I think where you're going is he ended up reinvesting every penny he had right. back into really SpaceX. Was it and, SpaceX or Tesla? I mean, probably both. But SpaceX was the one that he, it was all or nothing. Like the third shuttle launch, the first two failed. And the third one, if it would have failed, he would have been penniless. Yeah. I thought it was more than 10 or 12 million. No, it might have been way more. I don't remember the exact numbers, but. <laughs> but a lot of money. Let's yeah. just say enough to do nothing for at least for a while, right? Yeah. But I mean, I just think that's interesting that he was like, it, it was not in him to just sit around and spend money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was like, I have to do something. So yeah. I like that. I mean, I think that's what God has called us to. I, I think the idea of retiring at all is just the world's way of saying something that maybe God has for us, but in a selfish way. Yeah. So what are you going to do in your retirement really is the question that I have. Is it really just about you at that point? Or are you looking for what does God have for me in this next season? Yeah. So another just anecdotal thing is if you've read the book 4-Hour Workweek or heard about the 4-Hour Workweek. So I read this book in 2008, maybe. Mm-hmm. Changed and, your life. And it did. Like, he, yeah. like I got inspired and set me on a path. And I basically built my business with this in mind. And a couple years later, I essentially found myself with a four-hour work week. And I have this really passive business that I can go do whatever I want, whatever I want. So I wasn't financially independent, but I was time independent and had a very low maintenance passive business. And again, for a few months, this is amazing. I love it. 
But a few years in, like I'm getting really, I found myself getting really, I don't know, just really struggling. Bored, unmotivated. Just lacking and really unsatisfied. I think that's what it comes down Mm -hmm. to. Just feeling very unsatisfied. I have this thing that everybody dreams about and wants, but it just isn't satisfying. Mm -hmm. God designed us to work. Mm -hmm. God designed us to work from the beginning. Like you should go just do a study on all the Bible verses about work. It's This has always been part of God's plan and it's in us that we're wired Mm -hmm. to work. And if we don't have that, if we're not actually putting our hand to something, like life gets really, you get weird really fast. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just part of who we're supposed to be. And I kind of like that it was there for a season. You know what I mean? It's like For us to experience it? Yeah, we experienced that for a little while. We enjoyed it while it was there and then it was gone. Then it was over. You know what I mean? It's just something I really love about God is just something that you are finding purpose in. Like, at that point in time, like that was something you were working towards and you finally got the reward of it. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And we enjoyed it while it was there. And then it was like, this is not the end of the road for us. Yeah. We need more than this. And so we continued on the journey and didn't just sit there and just go, well, just give up. He takes you on a journey and a path and it goes, winds through <laughs> all these roads and different scenery and Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, like we're in the same business. It just looks different. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because the motivation is different. And so before all the motivation was, how can I do as little work mm-hmm. as possible and get paid as long as I can? And whereas now it's, we're focused on impact. It's like, how right. can we have more impact in people's lives? And, and just that changing that question has changed really, I think our fulfillment and what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. And the impact that we're making for sure, because we're seeking first impact rather than how can we live as passive of an income or passive lifestyle mm-hmm. as possible. Like it just changes things. Mm-hmm. It's like we get different emails from people now than we did right. then. We get more emails of my life has been changed because of your course mm-hmm. or because of this. Like that stuff feels really good and very satisfying knowing that you're going to take part in what God has right. planned and you get to be part of that equation. So. Summing all this up, should Christians chase after fire and being financially independent, retiring early? I think you should know by now my answer is not yes or no. It's, it, depends. <laughs> it depends. You know what I mean? It depends on your situation. And this is something that you need to pray and you need to spend mm-hmm. time with God. But go back and ask yourself those questions. And I'll just read over them one more time to leave you with them. So ask yourself honestly and ask the Lord to reveal in your heart yes. this answer. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't see it yourself. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to achieve the goal? What is the actual root cause and desire of wanting to achieve the goal? Is it to honor God or to reduce your dependence on him? Mm -hmm. And can you be content if you never achieve the goal? I would apply those questions to every financial goal that you have. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth asking for each one of them. But I think that helps you get a clear mind and direction on whether or not you should be chasing whatever that goal is. So... With that, have a great rest of the day. If you know anybody who needs this, go ahead and share that with them. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to SeedTime.com to get signed up. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leaf. Leave who? Leave us a review on iTunes, please.
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Know we are praying for you. And we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>